Hi there, I'm Nicolette Reed, and this is EIB Export News. Hi everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Today we're going to be digging into a subject that sits at the very forefront of export compliance, deemed exports, which are non-tangible exports. It's a very easy area to overlook, which can lead to costly violations. Listen up so it doesn't happen to you. Deemed exports can directly relate to hiring practices, the information you exchange with foreign business partners, or even presentations or tours your company might give, which can turn into potential export compliance hazards when not handled properly. Today, I'm mostly speaking about deemed exports as they relate to the EAR commercial regulations. But be aware, these kinds of data exchanges are even more controlled at the ITAR military level. So what is a deemed export? It's actually an interesting question to answer because, as it turns out, deemed export is not a formal term used in the Bureau of Industry and Security. Instead, deemed export is an informal term recognized to mean, quote, the obligation to obtain an export license from BIS before, quote, releasing controlled technology to a foreign person, end quote. You can find this definition in multiple places, such as on the BIS website or EAR section 734.14A2. So let's break down the definition and see what we're working with. First, I want to talk about the obligation. Quote, deemed exports refers to the obligation to obtain an export license, end quote. Like most things export compliance related, deemed exports require responsibility from you and your company. The government will not step in to make sure all your chickens are in a row before you engage in business. That's not their job. They step in to make sure you're working properly after the fact and crack down on any wrongdoing. And those kinds of violations can lead to fines and negative press. So, it's important to remember that it is up to you and your company to ensure that you are compliant so that you can protect yourself from penalties and continue to engage in legal, secure, profitable business opportunities. You have a responsibility to obtain an export license before releasing controlled technology data of any kind to a foreign national. Even if your parent company is foreign, you would still need a license to share what is referred to as tech data. You might not even be aware that you are releasing any sensitive information if you are unaware that your product tech data is controlled. But let's focus on the term releasing for just a moment. Releasing isn't synonymous with selling. Releasing can occur through a visual inspection, a conversation, or the review of technical data and blueprints. This means everything from tours through your labs to emails are potential modes of release. Don't be fooled into thinking that releasing controlled technology is limited to transactions you make with the buyer. Now, let's move on to perhaps the most vital term in deemed exports, controlled technology. The EAR defines technology as, quote, information necessary for the development, production, use, operation, installation, maintenance, repair, overhaul, or refurbishing of an item, end quote. Please note that this definition can be expanded to include other terms specified in ECCNs other than development, production, use, etc. The most important part of this definition is the word information. 
Technology is not limited to finished tangible products, but is comprised of information and data concerning those products. With this definition in mind, you can start to see why deemed exports are such a perilous aspect of export compliance. You know that email you sent with blueprints attached? Or that presentation with schematics shown? Or how about that tour you gave to a foreign investor through your business? Believe it or not, all of these are potential danger areas when it comes to deemed exports. The last term I want to go over is foreign persons. A foreign person or foreign national refers to any natural person who is not a lawful permanent resident of the United States or citizen of the United States or not a green card holder. It also means any corporation, business association, partnership, trust, society, or any other entity or group that is not incorporated in the United States or organized to do business in the United States, as well as international organizations, foreign governments, agencies, or subdivisions of a foreign government. This is the definition to keep in mind when sharing data or observations about your products. Also, please remember work visas do not equal citizenship and you do still need licenses to share data with those working in the U.S. under work visas. Refugees and asylees, believe it or not, are here legally and as such, they are not considered foreign nationals as they cannot return to live in their country of origin. Although having them sign an NDA before sharing your tech data certainly wouldn't hurt you. The first example deals with a contemporary issue you may have seen in the news recently. It broke online recently that SpaceX, owned by Elon Musk, was being sued by the Department of Justice over their, quote, lack of hiring regarding refugees and asylees. Of the many contentions over this lawsuit, one area of discussion revolved around the misconception of refugees and asylees being classified as foreign persons. This was seen as a defense against hiring these applicants due to the heavily controlled nature of SpaceX's technology, which of course deals with space flight. However, as I mentioned earlier, refugees and asylees are in fact recognized as U.S. persons under a protection law 8 U.S.C. 1324-B-3. And while that may prove trouble for the defense in this lawsuit, it did bring more awareness and scrutiny towards export compliance regarding hiring practices, as this is where deemed exports come into play the most. If the people applying for a job at SpaceX were in fact foreign persons, there would have been legal jurisdiction for not hiring them, providing they could not be licensed. And that would probably be a State Department license and not a BIS license. However, there are some ECCNs that do govern space on the EAR side. In order to release controlled technology, a license is required, even if you are releasing technology to a foreign employee of your company. This is why vigilance and mindfulness of the rules are always important when you are seeking to hire or outsource people to work at your company. If you have controlled technology, especially defense or space technology, you are allowed to inquire and verify every applicant's citizenship status. Also be aware that there are even more additional rules regarding sharing tech data with individuals who have dual citizenship or two countries. In that case, it may depend on the individual's most recent country of citizenship, whether a license is required or not. These are all things your human resource department needs to be aware of for the hiring requirements if your products are controlled.
Let's look at another example similar to a situation one of our EIB customers encountered. We have a client, let's say his name is Bob. Bob is doing business with a US company that sources parts for his product from China. Now Bob's finished product has an ECCN controlled by the EAR, but the US company wants to source a certain part from China for their product. If China already has an existing part that would suit Bob's needs, then no license would be required to source that part from China. But it turns out that China doesn't have an off-the-shelf fitting part. This means that Bob and the U.S. company need to share technical specs and drawings with China in order for them to specially custom manufacture the part Bob needs. Those drawings are considered controlled technology. Remember, controlled technology is information. As soon as a part is customized to function with a controlled technology, the part becomes controlled and therefore the release of the drawings to the Chinese company would be a deemed export. This is a real life example and it happens with many companies. It doesn't matter if the Chinese had a similar product that they could base the new product on. What matters is the drawing you would need to share is controlled technology and therefore to release it to the Chinese company would require an export license. I want to give you a final example and this one was actually given in a BIS presentation back in 2018. You can find the presentation on the BIS website. Just look for BIS 2018 Annual Conference on Export Controls and Policy. This hypothetical situation deals with Iran and nuclear engineering. Imagine an Iranian PhD student enrolled in an American university that has a nuclear engineering department. The department has several security protocols and keeps their research under lock and key, requiring special IDs, codes, and passwords to access the sensitive research. And on top of all that, you need to also be a U.S. national in order to engage in the research. A professional in the department is preparing a research paper for the International Conference on Nuclear Medicine and Radiation Therapy. He asks the Iranian PhD student to review the final draft of his paper to ensure no sensitive information is released. The Iranian student approaches one of the other students in the nuclear engineering department and shows them the research paper and asks for access to the original project to ensure that no sensitive information was put in the professor's research paper. The other student provides the special ID, passwords, and codes to access the research. The Iranian student gains access to the project, the new technology, and everything else, and returns the research paper to the professor. Believe it or not, this situation was a major violation of export controls, with potentially catastrophic results on a global scale. BIS concluded their 2018 presentation on this hypothetical violation with a fake CNN headline that said, it is believed that Iran has successfully developed technology for the development, production, or use of uranium isotopes, and it is now only a matter of weeks or months for Iran to put together a deployable atomic device. Even research done in our own universities is subject to export controls, deemed exports included. The reason is simple. Export controls are in place to protect American innovation, interests, and most importantly, national security and its citizens.
One thing I haven't spoken too much about is consequences, but I think you can already imagine what they are. Fines are the obvious result, but thinking of the last example I just gave regarding the university, I'd also like to caution you to think bigger. We've seen on the news and in briefs that there are bad actors in international communities who are willing to weaponize American technology that they have illegally procured. If you go through our most recent newsletters from EIB, you can see new additions to the entity list for conspiracy to violate U.S. export controls and other activities contrary to U.S. national security interests. So remember that while it may seem like a small mistake on your end, it can have devastating consequences in the long run. So where does this leave us? Luckily, the Bureau of Industry and Security shed some insight on that too. Think of deemed exports as a great balancing act. It's the way we prevent the diversions of sensitive dual-use technologies through foreign nationals to countries and end users of concern, while attracting bright minds from all over the world in U.S. academia and high-tech industries. This information isn't forbidden to good actors. We can share our information the same way we share our finished technology, legally, by following export controls. What's important is vigilance and smart security. The Bureau of Industry and Security refers to it as a Technology Control Plan, or TCP. Some of the elements of that strong TCP includes having a commitment to export compliance, security plans, both physical and informational and digital, professional screening procedures, training and awareness programs, and periodic self-evaluations. We at Evolutions in Business, EIB, help our clients develop an export compliance program which deals with similar concepts and allows them to help manage themselves. As I said before, the responsibility is on you. You have to take charge, ensure your own security, get educated, self-audit, in order to make sure that you maintain strong protections of controlled information. And while you do that, just remember, here at EIB, we are more than willing to help, and we offer training in a variety of topics. Thank you for listening today. If you would like more guidance on deemed exports or any other topic, hop on over to our website, www.eib.com, or give us a call, 978-256-0438. Thanks, and I'll see you next time. My name is Nicolette. I'm from EIB. I was your host. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next month, but until then, remember, export compliance, it's the law. We make it simple.